Welcome to Hanging at the Hangar Bar. I'm Scott. I'm Candace. I'm Lariah. And I'm Lacey. Grab a drink and come hang with us at the Hangar Bar. Hey everybody, welcome back to Hanging at the Hangar Bar. Uh, first of all, we want to give big congrats and shout out to Brittany Ray over on Instagram, who was our 100 follower gift card winner. Uh, congrats, Brittany. We hope you're enjoying the gift card, um, which is reminds me of something else. Please do join us over on Instagram. Our handle is Hanging at the Hangar Bar, and we'd love to interact with you over there. Uh, today's episode's we're talking about all things rides at Disney. Our favorites, our not-so-favorites, um, some of our opinions, that kind of thing. So let's jump right in. Uh, first of all, let's all talk about what our favorite rides are. Ooh. That's a tough question. Just because there's so many rides, I have to go through that mental Rolodex and say, okay, I know... I. Let, let me first clarify. Are we talking rides or are we encompassing all things at Disney, including attractions? Rides and attractions. Rides and attractions. Hands down, I know what my favorite is. I think I do too. About it's you. a Walt original. It's moved from coast to coast. It's been at a world fair. It's the Carousel of Progress. Yay! Yay! It's a great ride. It's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and that song will get stuck in your head for the next 375 years, and it's a perfect song to get stuck in your head. Everything about that ride, it's dated, the theater is dated, the technology is so cool behind the ride, but just the overall concept of that ride gets me every time. And remind me, when we're done talking about our favorites, to circle back to something we learned from Disney Plus about Carousel of Progress. So remind me of that. Okay. It's also a great way to get into some air conditioning out of the heat. So. Amen. <laughs> and there's rarely a line, which kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just walk right on by it and they don't even realize maybe what it is. But, I mean, Walt developed it for the 1964 World's Fair. Really? So, Yeah. And I wonder if some of that, like, lack of a, a queue or lack of a line there is just because it's, what, a two or 300-seat theater. So you can have 300 people in line, and all of a sudden the line's empty. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes later, you might have 300 people in line, and then that line's empty. So it's probably a more popular attraction. You just don't see it because it has such high ride turnover. There's a 1,000 people on that ride or on that attraction at any given time if it's full. But we've also been in that theater when we've been one of 15 people in the mm-hmm. theater we were sitting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of the classics, and it's for us, it's a definite must-do at least once every time we're in Magic Kingdom. You were weirded out when we sat down in the front row. That, that yeah, that got a little <laughs> bit too real for me. <laughs> Just some of the audio animatronic figures are, they're dated, um, but their movements are a little bit weird and their facial features and their eyes are just a little bit too. Okay. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> so just better from afar. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Better from <laughs> afar, but enjoyable no matter where. Yes. Well, my all time favorite is Pirates. That's a great ride. Mm-hmm. That surprises me. 
Um, I don't know. I love that movie, and but honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of water rides, which is weird. I just, I just felt like I was on a pirate ship, I guess. And I know what you like about that ride. She <laughs> she likes that first. I do. Dip, I had the... a good time on that dip. The terrifying death drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all of fifteen feet. <laughs> Even though in pitch black. Right. I mean, well, that is okay. Maybe that is it, because Disney has so yeah. many roller coasters, and yet I think you have more fun on that than we did on any of the roller coasters. You're just like we going well, down that little kitty drop. Candace said, "Okay, be careful though. I recommend holding on." And I was like, "What? It's just a boat ride." And then we dropped, and I was like, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> That was quite a drop. Speaking of our Instagram, the same day that we release this podcast, we'll put a picture of our trip on on Pirates of the Caribbean, and you'll see everybody just kind of leaning back, kind of relaxing, enjoying the air conditioning, and then you'll see the petrified Candace holding on (laughs) to the rail at the front of the car because we're going to be going down this death drop. I love it. So we'll make sure that goes up on our Instagram today as well. Okay, well, Disney's first key is safety, so... Which is exactly why I tell you, if they were really worried about your safety on that drop, they'd strap you in. Pirate ships do not have seat straps. (laughs) They have boot straps, but not seat straps. (laughs) Okay, I have um, two favorite rides. Okay, a thrilling ride, and then... Yep, I know I'm breaking the rules. I don't care. Rebel. Yes. <laughs> um, thrilling rides. I love Expedition Everest. This yes. last trip that we took in September <laughs> was my first time going on there. We all went because didn't we have like a fast pass for that ride? Yeah. Okay, so we had a fast pass. And then once we got off, Scott and I looked at each other and we're like, we're doing that again. And Lorraine and Candace just decided to take a seat. And they're like, I need a minute to process what we just did. And Scott and I just went and got in line because it was like, what, 15 or 20 minute wait? Yeah, we were going to do the single rider. And then yeah. we noticed that it was a 15 minute wait for the full standby queue. So we just did the full queue. Yeah. And we did it again. And I loved it. And we were even, it was cool because we had the fast pass. And what was it? Episode two where we talk about the cues and mm-hmm. stuff that's another one where it was cool to see all the fun stuff and scott and i were talking about how cool it would be if they released some of that merch or um that deep expedition everest sort of merch yeah. that'd be really cool which i've seen some of the new stuff and it looks like they're kind of going down that path which is awesome so that is my first favorite ride. And then my second one is Living with the Land in Epcot. I love that just because I love, well, I love food. And it's very educational if you're into um, gardening or agriculture. I highly recommend that ride. And it's also another way to just kind of get out from the heat inside on a little boat ride. It's relaxing. So yeah, I love that ride. And you get to eat the things you look at in mm-hmm. Garden Grill. Very true. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, my favorite ride, and this is a tough one for me because there are several in my top 115 category. Um, I would have to say, hands down, Haunted Mansion. Yes, ma'am. But I will plus that and say Haunted Mansion at night. There's just something about walking into that queue and seeing all the stuff and walking by the graveyards when it's dark outside and then going through the experience of the Haunted Mansion and coming back out into that dark. It's like the experience continues rather than in the bright, hot sun where you're like snapped into reality again. Like that wasn't real, but I mean, it's kind of creepy even in the exit queue at night. Yeah. And the way you said the entry, the, the way that queue is set up, even at night, the, the entry queue is very well lit. Mm -hmm. So you feel like it's daytime, no matter what time you get into it at nighttime, you go get on the ride, you, you go through the, the stretching room and into the ride. Sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't been on it, there's a stretching room. And then you go get on the ride and you go around, you listen to the song, get that song stuck in your head, and then you leave and it's not as well lit. So it, it actually looks like nighttime. So you feel like you went in during the day, went through this kind of scary adventure, and now you're outside in the dark next to a cemetery with Mr. Toad and all of those kinds of fun little Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I like that we sit in coffins. Doom buggies? Yep. Mm-hmm. Coffins? Yeah. They look like coffins to me. Like, Is a dune buggy the same thing as a coffin? And no. it's not dune buggy, it's doom. D-O-O-M. Oh my gosh. I am embarrassing myself. <laughs> I'm not even drinking alcohol right now. <laughs> they look like coffins. They do, because they got that like circular shape and then they just close in on you casket yes yes no they're different i'll tell you later what (laughs) no i i think let's let's go down that rabbit hole what's the difference between a coffin and a casket well i don't like coffins are were used like as far as i know only Dracula uses a coffin. Yeah, they're like mainly wooden, but like a casket is what is most used now. Or the, like like the fancy, the comfy interior. I, that's what I think. I'm sorry. I watch morticians on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, this went a little not Disney, but I we just had to explore yes. that for a minute. It's... Just. <laughs> Any well, coffins are the. Shape. The more structural. Yeah, like the sharp ones, whereas mm-hmm. caskets are just so rectangular. rectangular. Yeah. That's well, we basically all today. I know. I guess so. So coffins don't have handles then, and caskets do. Mm, I don't know about that. I know caskets definitely have handles, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I'm they really use... getting confused. <laughs> Me too. I'll have to look up if they still use coffins in some parts of the world, or if you can request being buried in a coffin. Right, because <laughs> <laughs> so. anyway. if there's any coffin or casket companies out there that would like to sponsor us, we're willing. <laughs> How about not? <laughs> Anywho, cheers. <laughs> Speaking of coffins and caskets, there's an amazing little gift shop right outside of Haunted Mansion called Memento Mori, oh. which has some of the deepest, darkest souvenirs that you could find in a Disney store ever. 
and it's amazing. I'm kind of terrified to bring anything home from that store, <laughs> but I love it. It's one of my favorite gift shops. I love that gift shop too. That was fun. And I think that was the first time I've been in there when we went this last time. So yeah, it's a cool gift shop. Cool. Do we want to take a little interesting tidbit break and go back to my yes my carousel of progress trivia yes yeah so skipping over to hollywood studios the three of us mariah lacy and i went on smuggler's run did you know that smuggler's run the way that ride is set up is based on the carousel of progress no so when you go into that ride you split off from different groups and that little thing rotates. So there's five different cockpits, like three different sets of five different cockpits. So you go into the cockpit that you're in, you start your show, it rotates, they load in six more people, it rotates, they load in six more people, it rotates, they load in six more people. By the time you make it all the way around, you're stepping out into what and, and think about it, like the way they have it set up, you go in, you sort of split off from groups. You know how they had you split into four groups when you get into your lines. When you get off of that ride, do you see any of those other groups? No, no you're no. stepping out into the Millennial Falcon by yourself and your small group of six. That's because it's rotating. They stole that idea to get ride capacity up from Carousel of Progress. That is they didn't steal anything. <laughs> They employed the idea. Yeah, great ideas are there for stealing, especially when they're within your own company. It's amazing. That's genius. That's cool. Yeah. That's Disney. So <laughs> you too can learn that fun fact if you have Disney Plus. Watch Behind the Attraction. And it's when it's talking about, it's shows. one of the new shows on Disney Plus. So you can watch that Behind the Attraction show and they talk about how a lot of those different ride systems are built. Like Space Mountain is built off of the same kind of ride system that the Matterhorn in Disneyland is based off of. Same ride system of things crisscrossing and that kind of thing like they do in the Matterhorn at Disneyland. Interesting. Yeah, it's a really cool show. I would highly recommend it. Yeah. It's, it's only five episodes long, but it is worth every minute. Okay. It's really well done. Awesome. Okay, so what else about rides? What else do we want to... Well, I wanted to know everybody's most... What you think is the most underrated ride and then also an overrated ride. And you can have multiple, but I'm really curious. Yeah, I see Scott smiling and laughing under his breath. So I'm really... Okay, do you have one? I have a, I have an overrated. All right. For All right. sure. Okay. Well, I have two overrateds, and I have to be careful because I already said that I loved Walt's original Carousel of Progress. Both of the ones that I think are overrated are both Walt originals. Candace is giving me a dirty look. It's a Small World is a ride that I, I don't know if it's the song. I don't know if it's the... No, it's, it's all about the song and the fact that they play it in 187 different languages... 1,462 times in the 10 minutes you're in that ride, and it doesn't have anything but the chorus. Give me a verse somewhere in there. Give me something other than the chorus and creepy dolls blinking at me. It just, I that ride is just one that 
no, I, I can't. It's it's one of those, everybody says, it's a must-do. It's a must-walk-by. <laughs> now, that's not true because of the four of the last times that we have been there, you have said we have to go on Small World every single no, time. No, you always take me. No, 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 friend. No, no. <laughs> I would be perfectly happy walking by that. Sorry, Walt. It's not my favorite either. You're the one that wants to go on that all the time. Because I think you want to. Well, let me set you straight. I don't. <laughs> okay. And my second overrated, um, and I think this is just, to me, it's a, like, there's one scene in it that's really cool. The rest is just kind of hit or miss for me is Peter Pan's flight. Mm. The the scene where you're taking off and flying over London and just the novelty of kind of gliding in the, the pirate ship above London is really cool. But the rest of the ride, I just, I, I find it boring. I think a lot of people talk about it, but I just find that ride super boring. So those would be the two that I think are overrated. And I'll have to think about the underrated. See, I'm the opposite. I can think of an underrated ride, but I'm really having trouble thinking of an overrated ride. Do either of you have any right now? Any um, overrated rides? Well, the one I was going to say is Smuggler's Run, but I guess I don't know if that's overrated. I just know it was really talked about when we went because it was brand new but I don't know if that necessarily means it's it was really hyped up or just you know because it was new but yeah and I think to that point the ride itself I was underwhelmed with yeah but I wonder if that would change if we went through the queue to hear to see the whole story yeah. So the way they do the single rider line, we didn't want to, we didn't have fast passes for it. So it was like a 110 minute wait uh, yeah. and we didn't want to do that as a, as a group. So we just did the single rider line, which takes you up a set of back stairs mm-hmm. and then you're just, you just appear in the Millennium Falcon and you're just waiting there. And all of a sudden they just shove you in these random lines where they have space to fill up. And I think if you would go through the entire queue where you're walking through the entire Millennium Falcon, you're learning the the, the story that you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's talking to you about the mission that you're going on. I think those are all parts of the story that you miss, yeah. just going on the single rider line and getting into the ride. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. The way we experienced it, I would call it overrated. Yeah. If now, if we did happen to come across any fast passes... Or if the line wasn't that long, I would like to do it again with you guys to see if that would make a difference. Because I know the group I went with, they didn't, they weren't really participating. And I know with like rides, what are simulator rides, you guys would participate. And like, you know, it's fun to just be a part of the experience instead of just people just sitting there and looking. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it was just kind of underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, I would say an overrated ride, in my opinion, and it's not fair of me to say this at all. Like, no sense of this statement has any probably validity to anyone else because I've not been on the ride. But there's a reason for that. And that would be Frozen Ever After. I thought Frozen as a movie is fine. The music is fine. But it was so overhyped, in my opinion, when that movie was released, that it kind of took a lot away from it for me. Because I'm just like, enough already. Yeah. So she can freeze stuff. I don't care. I don't like cold weather anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the snow does bother the you. The cold does bother me, by the way. In addition, they put that in the spot of one of my favorite old school Disney rides, which was Maelstrom, which told the story of Norway. And it's basically on the Maelstrom track. They've just done the animatronics for Frozen and kind of done an overlay to it. So I really have no desire to go on that ride. Plus, I'm not going to stand in that line for 90 minutes when it's not something I'm really hyped up about anyway. And I think that was Disney's first foray into IP and Epcot, too. Intellectual property in Epcot. So when I say IP, hopefully everybody understood that. With but the exception of Grand Fiesta Tour, but that's different. That's a little different, because yeah. that still holds true to the country that it's in. And Frozen is Norway-ish. Right. It's not, it's set in a fictional place. Right. All of World Showcase is real places. Right. Which makes it thus out of place in the Norway Pavilion. Mm-hmm. It, I'll go on it. Again, I'm not going to, it's not something that I want to wait a hundred minutes for. So if I'm walking by and it's a 20 minute wait, I'll, I'll go on it. But yeah, I, that's another one where I think that was Disney sort of testing IP in Epcot. And we're seeing, we'll get into this more in, in a couple episodes, but that's, that's the direction Epcot is going. And I don't know that I like it. Yeah. And we'll talk about that when we talk about Epcot as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but being Disney adults without kids, it sort of presents a different perspective on mm-hmm. all of the IP. Mm-hmm. Well, Candace, I'll make you a deal. We can go get some troll horns because I really want to try one. And you, Lacey, and you, Scott, can go ride Frozen Ever After. Deal. And we can people watch. And eat our troll horns. If yes. that's and what then you yes. Scott and I will go and get our own troll horns after we ride the ride. Because we need our dessert. We need to have our cake and eat it, too. <laughs> well, then, But a troll horn isn't cake. <laughs> Candace and I will be hiding. And will people watch you guys when you get off? Trying to see your disappointed faces. <laughs> Okay, now we have to go down another rabbit hole. What's a troll horn? Um, honestly, I don't really it's know like what it's can- made out of. Isn't like it like a, a cannoli? Yes, yeah, it's kind of shaped. It's not crispy. It's shaped yeah. like a horn, and the outside is like dough. It's pastry. It's like dough. a pastry, okay. and then the like inside. Okay. Yeah, I think you would really like it because you love sweets. Yeah. Too. Um, they just, you'll have to look it up just to get the real full effect. They just look like a fun shape. They look fun to eat. They look like a a good time. Okay. It looks like a bunch of sugar and carbs. Yep. Do you get it from Kringola? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I'm also kind of, okay, we're getting way off track here. <laughs> but since we're talking about food coming from Norway and Kringola Bakery, um, I kind of want to try the school bread. I'm not a huge fan of, of custard, and the whole flavor profile on that thing just looks weird to me. But I kind of want to try it just because that's what everybody raves about. But I haven't yet it's because... It's coconut flavored though, isn't it? There's coconut on the top of it. But I haven't tried it yet because of the custard. And I'm not a real big custard fan. Well, mm. from what I heard, because I just watched a video about it, you might like it actually because it's supposed to not be that sweet. Surprisingly. 
It's the texture of custard more Texture? Than okay. Yeah. So I, I get it would that. definitely be a shareable. Like I would okay. have a bite of it and that, yeah. It done. looks interesting. Yeah. Okay. Back to rides. <laughs> have, has any of us talked about our underrated rides yet? No, but before I did think of an overrated ride. And you guys might be surprised, but after going this last time, I think, and I might get a lot of hate for this, but I think that Space Mountain is a little overrated. I and could not agree with you more. <laughs> it was fun. The first time I wrote, the first time I wrote it, okay, that sounds wrong, English, right? <laughs> English is hard. <laughs> um. The first time that I wrote it, I had a lot of fun, and I think it was my own expectations, because then when I wrote it again, I just didn't have a lot of fun, so that's my overrated one for mine. I can see why people like it, but I just think all the other roller coasters are better, in my opinion, at Disney. I'll add to that. In my experience with Space Mountain, and I think it's because you can't really see where you're headed, you don't know how to kind of move your body like subconsciously to where it's not going to hurt. Yeah. And in my opinion, that's one of the most jerky roller coasters on property because you don't know how to let yourself kind of adapt to the situation. You don't know which way that you're going to turn. So the first time that I was ever on Space Mountain, which was the only time I've ever been on Space Mountain, I was in the very front of the train in the front of the car. My brother was right behind me and I was sore when I got off the ride mm-hmm. and I'm like, never again, it's not that big of a deal to me. Okay. What about underrated? I struggle with this question just because so many of the rides are so iconic. There's like, I, I there's nothing that I can think of. Candace is raising her hand. So let's let her go. Underrated attraction, not so much a ride, but underrated attraction, the enchanted Tiki room. It's a good one. I love it so much. And it is so corny and so cheesy. And yes, it drives me insane when people are just sitting there and not having a good time. Because if you listen to the words closely enough, the birds are giving you directions on what to do. Like at the end of it, they're ready to empty out the theater. So they say, okay, everybody up, up on your feet. We're going to do a magic trick for you. We're going to make the audience disappear. And so if you listen... They're telling you what to do, and you can be an active participant with a bunch of animatronic birds and get more out of the experience that way than just sitting there like a bump on a log. But I love it. And I apologize because I meant to take you on that when we were there. And next time. Next time. Something to look forward to next time. Mm-hmm. Love the song. I listen to that song all the time. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know how we missed the Tiki Room when we were there. We walked by it. 18 times. Five or six different times. Yeah, where is it? It's, it's right across from the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, it's across from Pirates, because that's where I sat during after really? hours waiting for you. Yeah. And it's funny, Dang. because we were waiting out there for our um, Skipper Canteen. It's further down than that. Okay. But could we have... Because we were just messing around in the... Um, Swiss Family Treehouse. Yeah, you yeah. guys totally could have gone to the yeah. Tiki Room instead of walking around the Swiss Family Treehouse. Yeah, Damn. which I would have much preferred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we. I don't know. Well, that, I didn't think of it either. So. Which tells you it's underrated. Yes. Right. Yeah. If, right, you, if you walk by it and you don't even think about it. 
it's, it's underrated. It's underrated because it's a great show. It is. It's adorable. And it's another one of those that Walt had a direct hand in. So there's that nostalgia mm-hmm. feature to it. And it's just a classic. Wow. And okay. the music. Yes. That's the one thing that I think sets Disney apart from everywhere else is the music. Those songs that get like Splash Mountain. The songs that get stuck in your head in the best way. So. Mm-hmm. I have my underrated attraction now. Go. The train. Yes. The Walt Disney World Railroad. Never ridden it. It's amazing. So when it was running, it's not running right now because they're finishing up Tron late cycle run. They're getting that ready to go. So they have to move the train track. But that train goes all the way around Disney Disney World. Magic or Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Sorry. Not all the way around Disney World because that's the whole property. Just Magic Kingdom. So you can pick it up at the front of the park at the train station. You can pick it up in Frontierland. Frontierland, and you can pick it up over in Storybook Circus. Have we gone over there in Storybook Circus? Yeah. Not you probably lot. have not no, been okay. in Storybook Circus. I don't Circus. remember. Um, you know where... That's where Dumbo's at. The Dumbo ride oh. is over and there. And the Barnstormer. The Barnstormer, and like you hang a right in Tomorrowland, right? Pat, Or is it... Fantasyland. You can get there both ways. You can get there from New Fantasyland or you can get there from Tomorrowland, but you just have to go up and to the right. Yeah. But the train, it's a great way, like, if you're not, a, if you just need a 20-minute break, you can hop on that train at any stop and go all the way around. Or get off at any stop. Or like, get off at any stop. So if you're like, hey, we're in, we're at the front of the park and we want to go over to, to Storybook Circus, hop on the train. And it'll take you around 15 minutes. You're at Storybook Circus. Instead of having to walk over there, you've ridden the ride. You And it goes behind a lot of rides. So it, it goes behind um, the mountain. Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain. So you get to see parts of the park that you normally wouldn't see. They have things themed back there. Leave it to Disney. They've got that all themed out and all the details that people don't get to see because they don't go on the train. But, of course, Disney's not just going to let you look like a pi- look at a pile of trees. Right. <laughs> They're gonna have stuff to look at, and that's great. I love it. We've, I'm not gonna say we haven't sat on the train three times around, because we have. That sounds like fun though. Yeah, like if your feet are tired and you just need to take a break, but you don't want to leave the park, just hop on the train and just ride it until your feet are better. We should definitely try to do that. I it's love train rides. Yeah, yeah, I love being. Yeah, on when the we train. were there in 2019, it was shut down. Okay. We couldn't have taken it then because of they were still. That, that's when they started moving the track for Tron. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's set to reopen. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, an underrated one that I have, I can't even think of the proper name of the ride. That's how underrated it is, in my opinion. Maybe you all don't agree that it's underrated, but the Winnie the Pooh ride. I yes. The Many Adventures was, of Winnie the Pooh. Yes, I yes. love that ride. That is a must-do. It's just a cute, fun ride. Again, we are four adults that do Disney and we go on that ride and we have a blast. It is so cute. I love it. It's adorable. (laughs) And I love the queue, even though it's just like a small little queue and all of the little activities are meant for kids. It's just so cute. So one of my favorite things to do is walk through that queue and that um, honey wall. Yes. Drawing Mm -hmm. on the honey wall and writing your name in the honey wall. I will push children out of the way oh to be able to ride on the honey wall. It's Can true. We I've seen him do it. I think we should. 
should. Put that on it. Put that on merch. If we're gonna ever sell merch, I would push kids out of the way to write on the honey wall. <laughs> Scott rules. <laughs> Oh, my. oh dear. That's too funny. Um, underrated, in my opinion, and I will piggyback off of your favorite one, Living with the Land. Yes. I mm. think, I mean, I think it's growing in popularity, and I think that's because of a lot of the vloggers and that kind of thing talk about it. But, I mean, just take the time and go on it, because mm-hmm. Disney does Disney best. And you've got the details, like in the farmhouse scene. Um, the greenhouses are amazing and it, it's just, it's kind of humbling actually. It is. Cause if like all of that went away, not the right itself, but the food and all that, if we didn't have food and farmers and all that kind of stuff, we wouldn't be here either. Well, and I think it's also a very educational ride for kids, too, just to learn where their food comes from. Yeah, you go to the grocery store, you go to a restaurant, and it's there on the plate. But learning how before it gets to your plate or before it gets to the grocery store is just, it's really interesting. And like you said, humbling, because you get to learn how hard it is to grow food. And what farmers go through and all of that. So yeah, I would I would actually like to if we have some time in the future, I would like to go on a behind the scenes tour where you get to actually like walk through the greenhouses with a cast member and they tell you about everything. And then apparently you get to eat one of the house grown cucumbers or from, something or something. It's not always a cucumber. It's not always a cucumber, but, but you get to eat something from the greenhouse. Sign me up. I want to do that so bad. Yeah, and it's only like a $25 upcharge. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just add it to our list. Write it down. (laughs) Write it down. (laughs) Mariah wants to go back and re-record the Dream Trip episode so she can add that to it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we... Anything else that you guys want to talk about from a ride perspective? I know... As we think about what our next episodes are going to be, we're going to dive in depth into each of the parks, so we'll, we'll be able to get into any more rides. But just rides in general, favorites, that kind of thing, anything that you want to talk about? I guess I'm really surprised that you guys didn't bring up Flights of Passage. I was going to for, like, I'm I don't know why I wasn't, or I don't know why I haven't brought that up yet, but I was going to, but I didn't want to interrupt going off on a tangent but that ride is phenomenal well I was gonna bring it up after Smuggler's Run actually because I feel like that's part of the reason that ride wasn't that great for me is because I went on Flights of Passage before that ride and that ride like blew as me away. simulation you mean yeah. kind of comparing yeah. the simulation sort yeah. of rides yeah that ride Freaking, and I didn't want to ride it. No, Lariah like, was nervous because she wasn't sure of how to do it. It was kind of complicated, you know. We, it, it was weird, and also it was, it was also at the end of the day. We're yeah, tired, way at the end of the day, because yeah. we spent an entire day from morning until night at Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. and you know we were tired and all of that. But seeing Lariah's attitude. Like, she was grumpy, not even sure she wanted to do the ride, right after just 
happy as can be would not shut up about that ride. <laughs> it was a way to send us out of the park. Yeah. That was, it freaking blew me away. That was your mat, your Animal Kingdom fireworks since they don't have them. It was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was. It's worth the wait too. We had fast oh, passes, yeah. but I would wait yes. in line for like an hour. Yeah. For that ride. And I just love the movie Avatar. So it was just like. Yeah. It was, it was just phenomenal. Like, I don't know what else to say. It was yeah. by far one of my favorite rides. Cool. And I think we'll get into a lot more in-depth than that when we yes. get into our Animal Kingdom episode. Yep. We are at, we're a little bit past our self-imposed time limit of 30 minutes. We may revisit that because some of these conversations could go on for hours. We'll, we'll see if we want to stay on with our 30-minute imposed timeline. But thanks for listening again. Our Instagram handle is hanging at the hangar bar. Check us out there. Find pictures of the things that we're talking about in our podcast from our trips, all things Disney. Leave and suggestions if you want to hear us talk about something or you want to add comments or suggestions or whatever. Let us know. We love to communicate with y'all and we'll gladly do so over on Instagram. Excellent. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. See you real soon.